We will be in Matthew chapter 6 in this morning. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25 through verse 34. Some of you may be saying, well, we never did finish 1 Corinthians, and you are correct. I know we've got a couple of verses left that I have not forgotten. We will get to them. I'm saving them, though, for a couple of weeks. So we'll, we will wrap up 1 Corinthians in a couple of weeks. So uh, if, you're, if you're wanting a dramatic conclusion, fear not. It is coming. But we will be looking at some other uh, passages in this week and next week. And today we'll be in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. We're going to be talking about the fact that we are provided for. God provides for us, and God is good to us. God uh, takes care of us, maybe not always in the ways that we think we need to be provided for, but God is faithful to take care of His. Uh, you notice on the screen we've got a lot of $100 bills. Oftentimes in, in our world and our culture, uh, our provision uh, is thought to be by the money that we make. And we, we see our culture is very focused on making more money. We want to make more money. We want to invest more. We want to uh, get this job and make more and that job and make more. And the problem with that is that uh, sometimes even Christians, we can get caught up into that idea that, that our provision comes from how much money we may have in the bank. And when that happens, sometimes we may begin to trust our own abilities or we may begin to trust in our own worldly possessions or our own worldly wealth instead of trusting in the Lord. And we begin to get consumed with things of the world and we don't trust in the world like we should. And when God provides with us, it's not that He gives us a, a, a stack of $100 bills magically that will be at our home today when we get there. But God does provide for us and He does take care for, of us. We see that in these verses this morning. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the world or excuse me, the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today, and we thank you for these good words. God, there are times that we need to be reminded, God, that 
We don't need to worry. God, we begin to worry about a lot of stuff, dear Lord. We worry about this and that and the other. And, and God, we pray that, that this morning that you would help us just to trust you fully. That we wouldn't be warriors, God, but that we would, uh, we would seek you and that we would trust you and that we would know that you are going to provide for us, dear Lord. And I pray, God, that if there's some worldly things that are on our heart and mind, some worldly desires that we have, some things that, is, that have called us to pull our trust away from you and put them on things of the world, God, that you would clear our, our minds and our hearts of those things today. God, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. I pray that you would just uh, speak to us this morning. I pray that you'd speak uh, through me and help me not to, not to ramble on, dear Lord, but to, to get to your point and to preach your word and that Jesus Christ would be glorified in this place today. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is one of my favorite passages, and perhaps it's just because I need to hear it a lot, because I worry a lot. And perhaps some of you may worry too. And I find myself coming to this passage quite often in my life, from time to time. It seems like the Holy Spirit just kind of works it back into my life at just the right time that I need to hear it. But, but worry is something that, 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 that none of us is immune to. And we do have worries. And there are things in this world that we become concerned about. And, and some things may be legitimately so. Now, there may be things in this world that we worry about that are trivial, that are not really important. But there are other things that we worry about that are real serious issues. We worry about people's health. Maybe we worry about how we're going to, uh, to feed our families, where the money is going to come from. Is the food going to come in? Uh, there are many things in this world that, that, are, that are things that, that are important, that are serious things that, that need to be uh, taken care of. And God reminds us in these verses that he helps to take care of us in those ways. We list, he lists some worldly possessions here, what we eat, what we drink, what we wear. But I think that uh, we can worry about many things that, that, that are over and above those things. But in these verses, God reminds us that he will provide for the things that we need. That's what we see here when we see that God is providing for what we need to wear, what we need to eat. There are many things that God blesses us with that, that maybe aren't necessarily things that we need, but God is good to us, and sometimes uh, we have things that, that God blesses us with. But uh, Jesus tells us in the first verse here, in verse 25, he says, This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Now he says in the verses we look at, this is why I tell you, because he's, he's, he's talking about something that he had talked about in the verses before. He had told uh, his disciples and the hearers who were listening to him here uh, to not worry about uh, gathering up treasures for yourself on this world. Treasures in this world will be destroyed. Treasures in this world will serve you some good for a little while, uh, but they won't do you any good for all of eternity. And Jesus was saying these words because he wants our focus to be on things that matter. Oftentimes our focus, though, can get on things that don't matter. We get caught up with things in this world that we like, things that in and of themselves may not be a bad thing, but things that may draw our attention from the Lord. Sometimes we begin to treasure things in this world a little more than we should. And when we begin to treasure things, then our mind is on those things. We think about those things. Whether it's a hobby we have or whatever it may be, 
if there's something we are into, oftentimes it, it, it kind of consumes our thoughts. We can't wait to do this. We can't wait to do that. We can't wait for whatever it may be because we treasure these things in our heart and they become the focus of our heart. And the problem with things of the world when we begin to focus on them and they become important to us is, 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 is they take the place of God sometimes. That is that we spend much more time dwelling on things of the world than we do dwelling on the Lord. We spend much more time thinking about our worldly desires than we do thinking about the Lord. And oftentimes that can get us off track in our lives. That can get us to chasing things and devoting our energies and time to things that do not matter. What Jesus calls us to, what God's Word calls us to, is, is never to be carried away with the worries of the world and the sinfulness of the world because these things will always end up pulling us away from the Lord. Uh, there may be that natural tendency there when we talk about treasures of the world, when we talk about our money, that we need to have more money, that we need to get more money, that we need to save better, that we need to invest better. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a job to make more money. There's nothing wrong with setting aside money. That's a wise thing to do. But sometimes we can become so consumed with what we can do on our own that we begin not to trust in the Lord, that we begin to worry about things. Will we be provided for? Will this work out? Will that work out? And we begin to take the burden of, 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 of making sure everything is taken care of. I need to do a little more. I need to save a little more. I need to put back a little more. I need to make a little more. And pretty soon that money becomes important to us. And we become more consumed with our monies and our possessions than we do with the Lord. And that's what Jesus had talked about in the verses before this. That's why he says at the end of verse 24, you cannot be slaves of God and money. And then he proceeds to tell us, this is why I tell you. This is why I tell you, don't worry. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear because God is going to provide for you. If God provides for the flowers in the field and makes them more glorious than Solomon in all his splendor, how much more so is God going to provide for us, his children? If God provides for the birds of the sky, who don't have homes that they live in, that they come back to the same home all the time. They wake up every morning and they fly around and they find a food to eat and they build nests and they, and they hatch new birds and they grow up and they uh, live their life every day and we continually see birds in the sky, do we not? The birds are still there. They've been there since the very beginning when God created the birds of the sky. Birds don't have worries like we have. And yet a simple bird flying in the sky, living a simple life, God provides for that bird. How much more so will God provide for you and provide for me who are his children? God loves us. God cares for us. God meets our needs. Sometimes, though, maybe we get a little, we get a little sidetracked as to exactly what our needs are. After all, we do live in America. We are pretty spoiled. And sometimes we may become entitled that we have to have certain things, that this is a need or that is a need, things that maybe really aren't needs. Maybe perhaps we say, well, we need a TV. We've got to be able to watch TV. We've got to be able to watch the news. Well, we all love to watch TV probably. Maybe not everybody. Some of you may not care about it. 
But we enjoy our TVs, I would say most of us do, whether it's watching a movie. But that's not something that we need. That's not a necessity. Now, praise the Lord that he blesses us and he allows us to have TVs to watch. And there are some good movies and TV shows still, while it's not many, that we can watch and we can enjoy. And we can keep up with the news and see what's going on in the world. And that's a good thing. But that's something that we have, but I wouldn't say is a need. And sometimes maybe uh, we get sidetracked with what our needs are and with what our wants are. But God is faithful to us to provide for our needs. It doesn't mean that it's always uh, going to be easy. It doesn't mean that we won't ever have to go through hard times. But I'm sure many of you have experienced times in your life where you didn't know how you were going to pay the bills to keep the lights on. You didn't know where food was going to come from to feed your family. You didn't know how you were going to make ends meet. And oftentimes, right at the last minute, God will come through in ways that maybe you couldn't have expected, you never could have imagined. Oftentimes, God does that. I would say for most of us in here, if not all of us, we've experienced that. If you haven't experienced, no doubt you've encountered someone who's experienced it. And God provides for us just at the right time. Uh, that story that Brother Zach told Wednesday night was a beautiful story about the family that needed the heater. That God had just burdened this, this lady's uh, heart for these people and uh, she couldn't get them off of her heart. She was praying for them. And God knew the need of those people and he came through at just the right time to see that that need was met. And God is faithful to do the same thing with you and I. God is faithful to take care of us. But the problem in my life, and maybe in yours too, is that I'm not always as content with the Lord as I should be. And I can say that because if I was really content with the Lord, if I was fully content with the Lord and really trusting Him and had faith like I should... I wouldn't worry about most of the things that I worry about. There may be the occasional worry that would slip in, but I wouldn't worry about things nearly as much as I do now. The problem that I realize as I examine my own life is the reason why I worry about things is because I'm not content with the Lord. I'm discontent maybe with my situation, uh, whatever it may be. I don't have what I think I need or I don't have what I want or this thing is not working out in the way that I want it to work out or the way that I should uh, or the way that I think that it should work out and I'm not content with the Lord I'm not fully trusting the Lord in all areas of my life and sin has a way when we begin to focus on things of the world when we begin to focus on these things these earthly possessions that Jesus talks about that moth and rust can destroy uh, when we begin to focus on those things we begin to put a little less focus on the Lord. We become more consumed with wanting these worldly things than we do about wanting to be content in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. If you want to turn there, you can. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Paul addresses a similar issue with the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Now, he's talking about their spiritual immaturity in the context of what he's talking about here, that they should be a little more spiritually mature than they are. And he says in verse 3, Because you are still fleshly, for since there is envy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and living like unbelievers? 
Paul is saying to the Corinthians there that, that they are not as mature in the Lord as they should be, that they are not living the life that they should be, that they are still living worldly. That's the same thing that Jesus is warning us of in these passages that we're looking at. The same thing that God's Word warns us of uh, repeatedly throughout the New Testament, that we should never live for things of the world, that we should never live in the flesh. But because the Corinthians were still fleshly, it says, for since there is envy and strife, among you. There was a sin among them because of their fleshliness. They were still living in the flesh and that envy was there and it was causing problems. Now envy means to be discontent. You want something that somebody else has. And that discontentment can spring up in all of our lives. We can uh, become envious of other things or whatever sin it may be that may come into our life that we may be consumed by that we are not content with the Lord, and we begin to seek the things of the world. We begin to seek more wealth. We begin to seek more recognition. We begin to seek more of what we can do and less of what God can do. And that is the cause of worry in our life. We don't ever want to fall into the trap of seeking the things of the world and falling into the fleshly desires, but we want to trust the Lord so that we would be fully content with Him. And when we are fully content with Him, as Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4, we learn to be content with all things. Whether we are hungry or well-fed, whether we are well-clothed or not, we learn to be content with the Lord. And our question that we have to answer is, are we content with the Lord? Are we seeking our provision and our satisfaction and our security uh, with our worldly desires and things that we focus on here? Or are we content in the Lord? Are we storing up our worldly treasures and worried about those things and perhaps become a slave to the things of this world? Or are we a slave to God that are fully content with Him? Jesus says, look, don't worry about these things of this world. Don't worry about your possessions and all these things. He said the idolaters worry about all these things. Those who don't worship God, those who worship idols, those who don't trust in the Lord that we trust in, those who worship and serve a God, a false God that can't serve them. Don't be like the, the idolaters who, who, who long for all these things. But we, who are God's children, should be longing for Him. We should be seeking Him. And all these things He will provide for us. When I say all these things, I don't mean every dream thing in this world that we want. But He will provide for us the things that we need. He will provide for us the things that we need. And we need to be reminded of that. So many times my, my thoughts and my desires of, of, of this life, of worldly things, cause me so much worry that's unnecessary. So many times I'm, I'm too consumed with worrying about how a situation is going to turn out or work out that, that I'm not praying to the Lord in the way that I should, that I'm not seeking the Lord in the way that I should. And we should desire to seek the Lord. We should desire to, uh, to serve Him so that our needs will be met through Him, that we will be fully content with Him, that God would give us a pure heart, that we wouldn't be focused on worldly wealth and worldly desires, but we would be focused on the things of the Lord. Psalm 119 verses 9 through 11 says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. 
Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. If we want to live a pure heart, a pure life and have a pure heart, uh, then we need to be content with the Lord. How are we content with the Lord? We have treasured the words of the Lord in our heart so that we might not sin against Him. We need to be in God's Word. We need to treasure God's Word. We need to think about all the things that God tells us, that He loves us, that He will be with us, that He will take care of us. We need to remember those things. We need to be content with Him and not focused on the things of the world. He says in verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. What are we seeking first in our life? What are we seeking first? Is it a better job? Is it a bigger home? Is it for more money? Is it for a new possession? What might it be? Is there something of the world that you're seeking more than you seek the Lord? Perhaps it is. But Jesus gives us a beautiful command here. But seek first the kingdom of God. That's what we need to seek above all else, the kingdom of God, that God's kingdom is going to be expanded, that lost souls are going to be saved, that we are not so much concerned about our worldly desires as we are about doing the Lord's work, as we are about expanding the Lord's kingdom, as we are about living for Him. And when we understand that and when we get that and we do that, when we begin to live first for the kingdom of God, Boy, I tell you what, it makes life so much simpler. When we begin to put God first in our life, it's amazing what beautiful things will fall into place. Sometimes we get so consumed in our own desires and what we want and what we can do that we try so hard and we leave God out of the picture, never asking what God wants, never seeking what God is calling us to, never asking what God's will is. We try to do it on our own. But the moment that we take a step back and say, Lord, I've worried too much. I've been worrying too much. I've been putting way too much focus on my treasures in this world, on my abilities, dear Lord, and not trusting you. But God, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to worry about these things anymore. Something beautiful happens. I'll tell you, in my life, this verse spoke to me in a, in a mighty way, and something very beautiful happened. For years, I was just consumed and worried about, was I ever going to find a wife? And I would try so hard and I would try to look the part and be the right gentleman and do the right things and say the right things anytime I would encounter a girl. And I was trying so hard. But you know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't seeking the Lord for the right woman in my life. I was just trying to find a woman. And they never worked out any of those relationships that I had or any of those women that I ever encountered. And the reason why is because I was trying too hard on my own. And I wasn't at all seeking or trusting in the Lord. I wasn't content in the Lord's time to provide for me a wife. I wanted it to happen in my time. And one day I was reading my Bible and I read these very passages and God convicted me. And I was worried about that. Now I know it doesn't say don't worry about a wife in these passages. But the Spirit spoke to me in that way that I was worried about something that I didn't need to be. And I wasn't seeking first the kingdom of God. And so in that moment I said, God, you're right. And so I quit looking for a wife. I quit trying. And I just began to focus on the Lord. 
I began to focus on serving him in whatever way I could, whether it be in ministry in different areas of my life that I realized there was weakness. I began to seek the Lord and put his wills and his desires first, and I quit thinking about a wife at all. And would you believe that about three months later, Ann walked Michelle into my life. Ain't that amazing? Isn't that a miracle? Something beautiful happened when I put the kingdom of God first. And God is so faithful to do that to us. It doesn't mean that God is always going to give us our every desire that we want. In my case, I, I thank Him because He gave me a wonderful, a beautiful wife. But that situation reminds me sometimes in my life that, you know what, I'm trying too much. I'm trying too hard. I'm focused on things that I don't need to be focused on. And when we seek to put God first and we are fully content with Him, everything else just kind of falls into place the way it needs to. Maybe not the way that we want it to or envisioned it to happen, but it always falls into place just the way that it needs to fall into place. And when that happens, even if it doesn't happen the way that we want, we are at peace with it because we are content with the Lord. We are trusting Him. And all of our worries and all of our fears go away. And that's a beautiful place to be in. I'm asking you this morning, are you content with the Lord? Are you worried about the world? Are you trying to, to solve situations and problems you can't solve? Or, or, are you, or have, have you got to where you're working so hard for money or for things or for desires that that's all that's on your mind day and night? You're thinking about this thing or that thing or what you're going to do here and what you're going to do there. That you forget to think about the Lord. That you forget to seek Him. That you forget to ask Him to, to help you in these things that you're doing. Maybe to get away from these things that we are doing if they are sinful things. If you're not content with the Lord, if you're not living for the Lord, then this morning you need to do that. If you're not seeking God's kingdom first, if you're not seeking to live for Jesus Christ first and foremost, if you're not in God's word, if you're not seeking God's word and putting it in your heart and living by it, if you're not seeking God first, then this morning you need to do that. And you may be surprised that your worries may go away because God will provide for you. He will give you what you need. He will take care of you. He will be there for you. But you've got to put your trust in Him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and we thank you for these words. And I pray that you would help us to live by them, God. You are, you are faithful to take care of us. But God, we are, we are stubborn, hard-headed humans, dear Lord. And we, we are so easily led astray and, and gotten off track, dear Lord, with the things of the world. Boy, they, they get us off track. They consume our thoughts and our desires and our hearts, dear Lord. And we uh, live in envy, dear Lord, sometimes. We live in discontentment. We want more. We see others around us with more, dear Lord. And we want more stuff in the world. But Lord Jesus, this is why you tell us that we don't need to worry. This is why you tell us that we need to trust you and not worry about things of the world, that you will provide for us so that we don't get caught up with those desires, so that we don't live by the world's standards, so that we don't seek what the world has for us, God, but we seek what you have for us, that we seek what your will and what your desire is in our life, dear Lord, that we would put you first, that we would put your kingdom first, that we would desire to live with you first and foremost more than anything in this world. So God, maybe there's some in this room today that, have not ever lived for you. They've never put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to see that today that everything that we ever need has been provided for in Jesus Christ. There is nothing else that you need to provide for us, dear Lord. You have given us the most beautiful, wonderful thing 
through Jesus Christ and the grace that we receive through His death on the cross, dear Lord. So anytime that we begin to question our needs, God, help us not to question those needs and what you're doing for us, dear Lord. Help us not to question that. But help us to be reminded that you provided for us in Jesus Christ. God, maybe there are some that has never accepted that. They've never accepted Jesus. And today, they need to accept Him. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict them so that they can take that provision that Jesus made on the cross. Dear Lord, maybe there are some in this room today and we're Christians, we're yours, we've accepted Jesus and followed Him, but we've just gotten sidetracked. We've gotten consumed with the world and trying to, to, to take care of ourselves, dear Lord, and, and have this and have that, and these things are fighting for our attention and maybe they've gotten our full attention, God. Help us not to be consumed with the world so it causes worries and, and fear and sin in our life. But God, help us to, to trust you fully. Help us to seek you with all of our heart, dear Lord. Help us to be content with you so that, God, when we fully find contentment in you, we won't worry about the world. We won't worry about if we've got this or got that. We won't worry about anything, dear Lord, because we will be trusting in you. So I pray that you would help us to, to come to you today, dear Lord, and find you if we, if, we, if we strayed away, if we're living for the world. I pray that we'd come to you with forgiveness and that we'd be fully content with you. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen.